welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So here we are, eight weeks pregnant, and you are no doubt starting to let the news sink in. Yes, that weird thing used to happen with me where I'd wake up and remember I was pregnant, that (laughs) feeling when you realise again that you're going to have a baby. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Slightly nerve-wracking at times. Yes, that too. So let's hear what's happening with baby. What's happening for baby? Eight weeks is a critical period in your baby's development. Her brain continues to become more complex as nerves branch out and connect with each other. And your baby's facial features are becoming more recognisable and ridges are developing where her fingers will be. Oh, that's quite exciting, thinking about all their little fingers growing. I know. And what about that tail we mentioned last week, Lucy? This week is almost gone and will eventually be replaced by her coccyx. Ah. Your baby is about the size of a kidney bean this week. You won't feel it yet, but her body is like a tiny jumping bean too, moving in fits and starts. Your baby's head is larger than the trunk of her body and it's kind of bent over onto her chest. Oh yeah, that shape is familiar from scan pictures. Yeah, kind of like kidney bean. Yeah. (laughs) Her facial features are slowly becoming more defined as her upper jaw and nose start to take shape too. And she has little mounds where her ears will grow and her eyes are now more obvious with eyelid folds partially covering them. The part of her brain responsible for her sense of smell is also forming now. So if you're feeling tired, this is why. Yep, so much development going on in there. What's happening for you? This week, we have the pleasure of chatting about varicose veins, Claire. Your body is doing a wonderful job of helping your baby to grow. But increased blood flow, pregnancy hormones and your growing womb can make you prone to varicose veins. No one tells you that, do they? No one tells you that before you get pregnant. No. What a wonderful thing. And varicose veins are when the blood collects in weak spots in your veins, causing them to bulge on your skin. Lovely. (laughs) Symptoms often start to appear in the first trimester. Oh, the glamour. And you may find that if you have some pregnant friends, you'll start to hear a whisper of piles. Oh, lovely. People testing the water to see if you have them too. Piles are basically varicose veins around your rectal area. Loving this. You can get them around your genitals too. Vulval varicose veins, I believe they're called. (laughs) They sound like an extra special treat, don't they? These are the joys that aren't mentioned until you're in the pregnancy club and then it's too late to turn back. Ah! It's unlikely that varicose veins will cause you any serious problem and piles often get a lot better a few months after giving birth. Says the woman who didn't have any. (laughs) But do mention any discomfort to your midwife. Yes, there is, of course, many pregnant women's friend, the pile cream. But also icing the area can help, apparently. What, do you mean like buttercream, Claire? Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, no, no. I mean like ice packing, like with an ice pack. Yeah. I do remember bringing up the subject cautiously with a bunch of good mates and I was relieved to hear it was a very common complaint amongst the mums. But any extreme situations were usually remedied with a bit of treatment in pregnancy and mostly disappeared completely after the baby was born. So a shocking discovery doesn't necessarily mean you're stuck with any grapes for life. 
<laughs> so other than varicose veins, what else does eight weeks bring? Though you're unlikely to have gained much weight, although I think I probably already had by this point, uh, parts of your body are certainly growing. So you may have noticed that your breasts seem bigger um, and that's because the pregnancy hormones have triggered a layer of fat in them. So to, to sort of thicken and your milk ducts to multiply. Oh yes, it's almost time for another of pregnancy's special treats, especially for larger breasted women like me, the shapeless bra. I mean, I mean <laughs> the, the, the supportive maternity bra. Yes, absolutely. Goodbye, shapely under hello cones hello the recommendation is actually to have your first bra fitting now in case you no longer fit your normal bra and there's some great advice on baby center website about bra fittings do you know lucy that studies estimate that about 70 percent of women are wearing bras that don't fit them correctly so it is important to get measured by an expert every couple of months and to be comfortable i should definitely take this advice personally even now pregnant or not (laughs) i should should go and get them checked (laughs) It's also time for the booking appointment soon. What should we expect? Be prepared for plenty of questions yes. and lots of form filling. Oh, the forms. It's the time when your midwife gets a really clear idea of your health, your partner's health and both of your family's medical history. I wasn't sure if I should go to the first appointment with my partner or on my own. Um, oh, yeah. But I decided to take him along and I'm very pleased I did actually because they pulled out this breathalyzer okay. and we both had to blow into it. Oh, right, um, yeah. And my partner was still smoking occasionally at the time. And when it read that the carbon monoxide in his system was quite high, it was a bit of a shock for him. Ooh. And actually encouraged him to quit after that. So it was well worth taking him along. It was really good. It really was. Um, so from then on, I went on my own to my midwife appointments. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, same. And then um, my partner just came with me to my scans. And that was really lovely to go yeah. to those together. Yeah, same here. Okay, so on to our next section. Cue the music. So our question for the community this week is, I know this is vain, but can I still dye my hair, go to the spa and wear high heels? Well, the answer for all of those is it completely depends. Okay, so firstly, dyeing your hair, the risks are low, but we don't know the impact for sure. Um, Hot baths um, are another one. They shouldn't be too hot. So just stick with warm. Yes, and you must avoid hot tubs, mustn't you? And jacuzzis and that type of thing. Fake tans, they're another one, which is a bit confusing. Some are okay, but some aren't okay. Yeah, so from what I understand, mousse, creams and wipes are fine for tanning. Yeah. But sprays or booze aren't recommended, are they? Because you might like inhale chemicals. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't know about the effect of that. No, stick away from those. And tanning pills and injections are also to be avoided as they could be dangerous to your baby. Yeah, avoid those. Oh, yeah. And the mum-to-be asked about high heels. Um, one to be careful of, to be honest. They may put more pressure on your back. But if you really can't live without them then give your feet a break. Maybe wear flat shoes from time to time. Yeah, I follow this pregnant woman on Instagram and she makes it look so glam in high heels. But for the rest of us mere mortals, nice flats are maybe a better option. Yeah. Oh, bleaching body hair, that is fine. So is waxing, um, but it may hurt more. It may not be great for your skin. But Botox isn't advisable in pregnancy unless you really need it for a medical reason. Also, I went for a massage when I was pregnant and she refused to do it as she had a policy of not massaging pregnant women. Oh, okay. I think it was a case of like if you'd had a miscarriage and blamed her kind of thing. So check for you book things like that. I worried about having highlights done. And I definitely think some of my friends judged me for it, but I could not go nine months and not have my roots done at all. So I looked into the information and made the decision that the risk was low and bleaching was better than dark colours. And I did just, I think I just said to the hairdresser, don't go quite to the roots at the time. I think I said something like that. Yeah, I had highlights done as well. Just a few times, tied me over. 
What do you expect this week? So what should we expect this week? First up, symptoms you shouldn't ignore. There are quite a few, so head over to Baby Centre website or we'll put a direct link in the show notes. A good idea is to add the emergency numbers that your midwife will give you to your phone. Make sure they're in your mobile so you've always got them with you for peace of mind. And contact your GP, midwife or the out-of-hours emergency number you've been given if you do have any concerns. Be aware of bleeding. If you begin bleeding, call your midwife. Some people need or want an early scan at this stage. We spoke to a sonographer to find out a bit more about early scans. So I'm Becky, I'm a sonographer and I specialise in pregnancy. So I scan ladies during their pregnancies. Usually women will have two scans. They have one at 12 weeks, which is the dating scan. And then they have another one around 20 weeks, which is the anomaly scan. Some ladies need extra scans during pregnancy. So you may have one during early pregnancy or you may have some growth scans later on in the third trimester. So some ladies may need a scan early in pregnancy. And when I say early in pregnancy, I'm talking usually around six to 10 weeks. And the reason why a lady might need an early scan is they may be experiencing some bleeding or some severe pain. Any bleeding early in pregnancy is not normal, so that would always want to be investigated. Other reasons for early scans may be that somebody needs a scan because they've had some fertility treatment, IVF treatment to become pregnant. And that's just to check that the treatment's been successful and that the pregnancy is in the correct place, so the pregnancy is growing inside the womb. And that leads me on to the next one actually if you have a history of an ectopic pregnancy or recurrent miscarriage you may be offered some extra scans early in pregnancy however if you've had a previous miscarriage that doesn't necessarily mean that you would be offered a scan early in pregnancy if everything's going along normally with no problems then it's best to wait and just be patient and hold on which I know is really really difficult but it's not actually going to give you any more information but there's just some of the reasons why you would have a scan early on. So early in pregnancy, you would usually be offered a transvaginal scan. So this is when the scan is carried out using an ultrasound probe that's just inserted into the vagina. The uterus or the womb is still really deep in the pelvis at the early stage of pregnancy. So a transvaginal scan gets closer to the pregnancy so makes the image a little bit clearer. It's not very nice obviously and you may be anxious about it but it doesn't hurt. It can just be a little bit uncomfortable and it's not going to cause any harm to the pregnancy. As early pregnancy scans aren't routine you can't request one although you could go and speak to your GP about it but unless you have some risk factors in early pregnancy I would suggest holding on tight until you get to the dating scan which I know is difficult and it can be quite an anxious time. The other option is to have uh, an early scan in the private sector you can go and request one of these and there are a lot of places available now where you could contact and arrange an early pregnancy scan. So the earlier the scan is, the less information you're going to be able to obtain, which is why it's best to wait a little bit longer. Uh, From around six weeks, you would expect to see a gestation sac. So that's where the baby would be living in. Um, Something called a yolk sac, which is what is feeding the pregnancy in early pregnancy before the placenta takes over. And you probably will see the first signs of a fetus from around this point at six weeks, which we would call a fetal pole, which doesn't look like a baby yet. And sometimes at this stage, a heartbeat can also be seen. But at this stage, sometimes it can be quite difficult for us to 
see everything and it may be that you would have to come back a week or two later and just check that the gestation sac is growing and that things are developing inside. And at this stage as well, sometimes it's possible to identify a multiple pregnancy. So if you were pregnant with twins or more, you may be able to see it at this stage. One of the most important things to remember if you're coming for an early pregnancy scan prior to around eight or nine weeks of the pregnancy is to come with an empty bladder. When we do a transvaginal ultrasound, which is what we commonly will do in early pregnancy, the bladder needs to be empty so it doesn't distort the image of the uterus. The womb is, is buried quite deep in the pelvis at this stage. So coming with an empty bladder be more comfortable for you as well. And also it's a good idea to bring a partner or friend or relative with you just for a bit of moral support. It can be quite an anxious time. So sometimes it's nice to have somebody with you, but everybody's different. So you may want to come alone, but it's just thinking about these things before you come along. Oh, thanks to Becky for all that fascinating scanning info. Hope it was useful for you. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to nine weeks next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.